Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. This is episode 33. And what I want to talk about today, something that's just been on my mind, is I want to talk about the concept of climate change as it's been presented by our government, by certain advocates, by certain elites and entertainers. I'm talking about the concept of climate change. I'm not talking about actual climate change because we know that the climate changes. We've always known. The climate changes dramatically within a 24 hour period. It can be cold in the morning, it can be hot by the time it gets to the afternoon and it starts to cool off again. Like that's all a change of climate. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. And then we also have seasons where the climate changes. So I'm talking about the climate, the climate change agenda. Because climate change, I want you to understand, once you dive into Marxism and you look at the Communist Manifesto and you listen to what what was his name? Yuri Reznikov, Yuri. Ah, that one defector, I believe he defected from the USSR in the 80s and came over and was talking about, you know basically the psyop that's 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 being uh, perpetrated on our country because with a country as strong as ours you have to defeat it you can't defeat it with military might right you you agree that we can well maybe now we're a bit weaker but once again that's also a part of 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 the agenda is to weaken our our, our, our military strength but it's all it's all one big psyop and so when you look at the concept of, of climate change, you know what really brought this on is I'm working with my children, homeschooling, and we're working on a particular lesson. And we're, we're going through a, a state-funded homeschool program that, that gets state funding. Therefore, the government can then dictate standards and whatnot, which I know you would ask like, well, why? And uh, that, I'll save that conversation for another day. But as with any system that the government has its hands in, there's all of these arbitrary rules that actually aren't founded in any kind of pragmatic, they're not founded in any kind of pragmatic way with regards to producing value. Anyway, within this lesson, they put climate change into it. This is for my seventh, uh, for for my son who's in seventh grade. And, and it was unnecessary. It was one of those questions where they could have worded it and talked about another, you know, any other topic in order to, to move the lesson forward. So why are you putting climate change, not climate change as in talking about the changing climate, like we're talking about the weather and science. This is actually the concept. So they're even putting the propaganda into his lesson unnecessarily, right? That's how you know well, I'll tell you how you know it's propaganda, but we'll get to that. But that's, that's like, what's your agenda when you're putting something, a concept that you've created? You've created the concept of climate change, not climate change, because we didn't create that. The climate has been changing since forever. But that, but that concept of climate change, why would you put that in there 
in front of a child when he's learning other things. It doesn't, well, you know, I, I, the question is redundant. We know why. So anyway, so that's what really got it on my mind. Like, man, they're putting this stuff everywhere. This propaganda. And this is how you know that it's propaganda. This is how you know that it's a psyop. At no point, because you know, it started off with like, what was it global cooling? Then with the global warming, right? Like this has been going on for a while where they've tried to, to, to use, you know, inclement conditions to gain more power. Climate changes has, has been, you know, they, they went back to basics, went back to the basic Marxist strategy where you, where you come up with a name that, that you can just put on repeat, something that's very, very ambiguous that, that you can apply to a, a broad swath of, of different situations. That's why they just call it climate change now instead of global warming. Global warming was too specific. If you talk about global warming, then everything gets cold. It's like you make, it makes you look like an idiot. So about global cooling and then everything is hot, it makes you look like an idiot. But you call it climate change and then you can take advantage of anything that happens. If it rains, you can say it's climate change. If it's hot, you can say it's climate change. If there's a tornado, you can say it's climate change. <laughs> Even though it's been hot and raining and we've had tornadoes since forever. So it's a stroke, it's a stroke of genius, but it's just Marxist strategy. But yes, that's how you know it's all propaganda. At no point has any of these government bodies, any of these advocates, any of these entertainers, any of these elites who say that, that we're in this climate crisis, at no point have they been able to quantify the impact that human beings have had on the climate adversely. At no point. Now, let's say you find some obscure study that says, okay, it's 20%. I'm not talking about some obscure study. I'm talking about scientific process where you come with a, a, a hypothesis and then you let everybody come in and tear it apart until you get to the truth. At no point has that happened. At no point have I seen scientists on the side of climate alarmism debate in an open forum scientists who, who basically don't, don't agree. We haven't seen that. The government just comes out and says climate change and everybody's just supposed to jump. So if you're not able to actually quantify our impact, how are you able to quantify its mitigation? Like if you can come and say, okay, look, we're looking at all the countries, you're looking at, you know, from first world all the way down to third world, we're looking at, you know, all of the, the ways that we could be affecting the climate, affecting the environment. And let's say that's 20%. It's affecting us. It's affecting the planet adversely 20%. Then you can go, okay, well, here's some steps that we can take to where we can quantify its mitigation. We can say, okay, well, over this amount of time, if we make these changes, we can take that 20% down to 15. They don't even talk like that. They give you some type of arbitrary protocol. Oh, let's, like some here in California, you can't have leaf blowers and weed whackers that are gas powered. Where did that come from though? If you don't know our impact, how do you know that that's even going to be like this, it's gonna be that impactful. And when you start telling people that they have to kill off livestock, which that's a resource that we can't live without because of burps and farts, once again, I ask, 
have to quantify first our impact and then be able to show how you killing off our food is actually going to help the situation. If you say there's a climate crisis, you first have to be able to quantify that so you can prove to the people here, here is not just projections, but here is actual facts as found out by these teams of scientists who have gone back and forth and they're able to present all of their data to the public. Then can you say, okay, we're in a climate crisis and it is beyond dispute. But they tell you that it's a fact simply because they tell you. So when they use climate change, understand it's all propaganda, it's all a psyop, because as I said, you have to be able to quantify it. Now, I'm not talking about being environmentally responsible. That's not what I'm talking about. Of course we need to be environmentally responsible, but we actually have been. When you look at our emissions, our emissions are on a downward trajectory. Why? Because technology is how we solve our problems. <laughs> we use technology. That's what we do. So you, you have the invention of the combustion engine. Well, at that time, they did it the best they could with the technology that, that they had on hand and with the knowledge of everything that they had on hand. Well, from the time that they made the first engine to now, we know a whole lot more and we're more technologically advanced. So we start to make engines that are more efficient, that put out less emissions. And now we have hybrids. So we were already at a downward trajectory. We can we use technology to, to come up with better ways to mine that have less impact. Well, we should, but of course, if you're in a third world country and you're trying to do it as cheaply as possible, you're actually wrecking the environment like what they have to do in order to get the minerals and, and the substances to make these batteries, right? And so for electric cars, and electric cars are supposed to be better for the environment, but the way that it's mined, we're not even using technology there. The people are just trying to be as cheap as possible. So they basically have slave labor pulling rocks out of mud and minerals and whatnot out of, out of dirt. So, but that's all a part of the griff. Anyway, I digress, I'm moving off topic. You have to be able to quantify it. And we've been heading in a good trajectory, like nuclear energy, and, and you look at the waste that it produces or the waste that it doesn't produce, right? Yet it's able to, to meet and exceed our demands. And then they come up with technology to make it safer, and to make it more efficient. Nuclear and hydroelectric are the best ways to go. And once again, the technology with hydroelectric, right? Gets better and better and better and better. So we use technology to mitigate our impact on the environment. We do proper forestry so that we don't have wildfires that burn hotter than they're supposed to, causing more environmental damage. We, you know, what we do with like water and whatnot, like everything comes back down to technology. So being environmentally responsible is a necessity. I'm only talking about climate change, the concept as it's used to basically just it's basically just a power grab. It's used as another system of control. And it's one that they can apply to anything. They can apply it to corporations. They can apply it to small business. They can apply it to your local county. They can do all these things. And so from that propaganda of climate change, they're able to come up with 15-minute cities. How is that 15-minute city actually going to help the environment? They cannot tell you because they have never quantified it. 
They don't need to tell you. They don't even care. They want you in a 15-minute city because it's basically a digital prison. Now they can come with ESG scores. Everything stems from that propagandist word and that concept. Can you see that? It's all a griff. And you know it because they have yet to quantify it. And that is just not the logical way that you approach any problem. You can't reach a solution until you can quantify the problem and know how to actually solve it. They don't know how to solve it because they've never quantified it. And that's just food for thought. And then I want to throw these other two things out at you. One is just a series of pictures. Um, a guy from PragerU that just shows some of some of their predictions that were that didn't come true, that were absolutely false. There's been a lot of them. I just picked a few um, because they were on hand with one of the PragerU videos. So I pulled up some screenshots just to show that they they're not even correct on their predictions, and yet you're still following somebody that has a track record where they're like zero and eight. And then I want to show you a, a video of you know whether you believe it or not. It's, it's going to be just, I found it an interesting approach. I found it an, an, an interesting um, segment because he talks about, depending on where you start within, within the history of our planet, we've either gotten colder or warmer. So it depends on, if you're talking about we're, we're warming, it depends on when you start to record it. And I thought that that was interesting. And I'll, I'll do another segment on, on on them actually like reading like isolators because that is just fascinating when you dive into the isolators and how they're actually able to drill down and these isolators have pockets and in the pockets they actually have trapped air from like hundreds of years ago. Like they literally, it's basically like, like it's like a time capsule, right? That's in the ice that shows they can, and they can see how the environment was and they can see soil and all this kind of stuff because that ice just traps it and just preserves it. And that to me is, is the best tool to really find out how things were in the past when you can actually measure it, measure something from the past today. And these things, these are things that you probably, you know, have never heard of, but I'll do a segment just on that because that really exposes this whole you know, climate crisis as the grift that it is. I wonder if this is going to get stricken because sometimes, you know, they strike stuff when you, when you contradict their propaganda, they call it community guidelines, but really you're just contradicting their propaganda. And so we got to, you know, they say, well, we got to keep our community safe. Yes. Yeah, safe from the truth. <laughs> right. So let's, let's dive into this. So first I'm going to show you just the, just the pictures of the, uh, of the predictions that didn't come didn't come true. So where did this prediction come from? Right? That's the question. Show me that, show me the, the computer, show me the algorithm. Who, who wrote the algorithm that predicted that we have rising sea levels to the point where there would be nations wiped off the map? Like this isn't just, oh, we have some rising sea levels, so we're going to lose, you know, some of, you know, like, like the beaches, they're going to start to recede a bit. Like, no, they're saying entire nations wiped off the face of the earth. That's hyperbolic, seriously. And then to go from 1989 to predicting in 2000, we're in 2023, we're 23 years past, or two decades past this prediction, and we don't have any nations wiped, not only do we not have nations wiped off the map, we don't have this, this significant impact from any kind of rising sea levels. 
So they not only were wrong, they weren't even in the vicinity of right. So why would you listen to these people? That's what I'm saying. Like they're, and this is just, I'm going to show you a couple, but they've been wrong about everything. So here's the next one. In 2005, five years passed when there should have been nations wiped off the face of the earth. The United Nations warns that there will be up to 50 million environmental refugees by the end of the decade due to rising sea levels caused by global warming. So in the decade would be 2010. Did you see any environmental refugees? Was there anything like that from global warming? No. Once again, where did this prediction come from? Why, how could they be so wrong? And if they're wrong about this, why would they be right now? And here's the last one. Because this, this, this man here is, is just, I know that he's not stupid. And so you'd have to ask yourself, like when this situation, the way that he advocates, even to this day, he'd either have to be monumentally stupid or nefarious because he knows better and he's still pushing it. So I don't believe that he's stupid. So in 2009, former U.S. Senator and current U.S. Special President Envoy for Climate, he's, he's like the climate czar for our country, right? Right? John Kerry declares, the climate threat we face is not an abstract concern for the future. Scientists project that, Arctic, that the Arctic will be ice-free in the summer of 2013, not in 2050, but four years from now. So this is in 2009. He said four years from now, the Arctic will be, not maybe, not could possibly, but will be ice-free. Where, where does he get his information? And if he's that wrong, because it didn't happen at all, right? Once again, we're, we're past that point. If he's that wrong, why would we listen to him now? Look at his track record. And so... That's just something, I just want you guys to start to think, start to critically think for yourself. It's clearly propaganda because they haven't quantified it. That's not how you solve any problem. That's not how you take any action where you expect success. You always have to quantify it first. Even if you're making breakfast, you still have to be able to have certain components in place in order to make breakfast, right? If you want eggs, but you haven't actually purchased eggs, it's not gonna work. And if you're going to make eggs, let's say you're going to make an omelet, are you going to use two, one? Because it matters. You quantify everything. Then you're able to take action. Then you're able to see what, as you're using the resources, what you need to replenish. It's all quantified. They're not. That's how I know it's propaganda. So every time I hear climate change, I know that they're lying. I know there's propaganda because they never back it up. <laughs> anyway, check this out. I thought that this was just interesting right here. A very, very interesting concept. The key thing about global warming is when do you start measuring? If you started 38 years ago, there's been no change. If you started in the 1850s, a general warming of about 0.7 degrees with three periods of very slight warming and three periods of very slight cooling. However, if you started measuring from the medieval times, we've had a cooling of about four degrees, not warming. If you want to measure from when the Vikings first appeared around 750 AD, then we've had a distinct warming, not cooling. 
If you want to measure the temperature trend from the time of Jesus, then we've had a cooling, not warming, of about five degrees. So if you're telling me the planet's warming, my question is, since when? When did you start your measurements? Because when you start your measurements, dictates and determines your final outcome. Oh, unless you got an agenda. The Green New Deal is not green like Save the Planet. It's green like show me the money. So I thought that that was interesting because once again, we're looking to try to bring in data that we can actually quantify. And so whether you believe this or not, what I want to see is them answer the question, when? If we're talking about global warming, we're talking about the, all this climate stuff, when you begin to actually track these, these things, of course it would matter. But what you have to understand is that they're not tracking any of these things. They're, I know because they haven't quantified it. Or they can't. And so they just, oh, we'll just use propaganda. We'll just put it on repeat. We own all of the media outlets. We got the entertainers in our pockets. We'll, we'll get them on board. We'll get them to endorse it. To the point where they have young people gluing themselves to the street or defacing works of art because they believe that the world is going to end. You get to the point where you got you got kids in Montana suing the state because of climate change. This is what you get. Have the, have have those kids been able to quantify if they say that Montana's not not doing their job to protect them and provide clean air and whatnot? Okay, but they have to first be able to quantify. But they actually won the suit, which is going to set a precedent. This is going to cause more harm than good, which is why we like to, I know I keep saying it over and over and over, which is why we need to quantify so that we know exactly what's needed because we can end up making things worse. And we're making things worse. Because when, when you start to affect children in this emotionally abusive way to the point where they're suing their state. There's other things that they could be advocating for, but they're advocating for that. Their energy could be, could be placed on something that will actually, actually contribute to the world, actually contribute to their community. When you have them so, so certain that things are going, that things are going to hell in a handbasket due to climate, they're going to make decisions. They're going to become nihilistic. They're not going to want to have children. They're not going to want, because like, why? So that's going to affect us generationally. And then we have them protesting and, and defacing things, stopping traffic and all of these things to disrupt people's normal lives due to something that hasn't even been quantified to them. You're causing a problem. You're making it worse because you're basically like you weaponize them and set them out to slay a, a dragon that doesn't exist. So they end up actually just causing more harm than good. So what I want you guys to think about, honestly, is just sit back, look for the propaganda. The best way to, for you to distinguish is look for the data. Look to see if 
any of their assertions are being backed by data that you can verify. And by verify and data, I mean data that has been pulled apart by a multitude of scientists that are for and against. Not people who agree coming together and say, yeah, I agree with you, I agree with you. Okay, cool, let's sign off. Boom, I'm talking about people actually who are coming together like, no, I don't really think that that's right. What about this? And then they come together. And then they, then they do it in the public square so that we all can see it and we all can look at their data on anything, right, on anything. But if that's not being provided, then you're just being manipulated by information. And then you have to ask yourself, who's doing the manipulating? Because it's benefiting someone, just not you. And as always, they want you walking in the dark. I'm over here trying to help you to turn on that light. You guys be well. Thank mm -hmm. you.